Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we hear stories from everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey, everybody. So today I got to uh, sit down with my brother, Sven, again. I haven't seen him in uh, quite a long time, so I figured, why not do a little recording? Check it out. Love, uh, Love chatting with Sven. He's a pretty funny guy. We don't really talk about anything in particular, but he definitely uses some foul language, so uh, let that be a warning for you. And uh, just a reminder, if you want to support the podcast, just go over to uh, patreon.com and uh, look up Sailing Into Oblivion, and uh, you can become... uh, a patron and uh, help support it and keep it uh, going. So hope you enjoy. And uh, later this week, we'll have uh, another one from the series of the last uh, trip that I was on. So thanks for listening. Oh, all right, bro, dude. I can't believe you're sitting on my boat right now. Are we uh, Are we live? We are 100% live, man. Oh, cool, cool, very <laughs> cool. I figured we'd just shoot from the hip because, uh, you know, we're brothers. Yeah, I mean, there's really not. Uh, was, I, I asked you if, if uh, to do we have a topic or anything. Well, I did. I did want to talk to you about podcasts uh, as as I continue this one on. Um, you know, you were saying, I, what was the percentage thing you were saying about podcasts that last a certain amount or something? It was. I mean, I sent it to you in a text, and but the number was. The the thing that was shocked me was how staggering podcasts <laughs> how they fail. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The, like they don't make it past like a, like I think it was anywhere past twenty twenty five or 20, episodes. Uh huh. Yeah. Was like was like n- no one makes it past that. Well, I I could see that because I I do remember I initially put I don't know. 10, 10 or so podcasts together from the trip around the Atlantic, the first one. Yeah. And then and then I did a couple of solo ones after that and then a couple of interviews. But I, I do remember getting around episode 20 and sort of being like, what do I do now? Oh, it's hard. Creating content's got to be not a nightmare. Easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, I mean, unless... unless you know that's that's what you're all about, right? You know, mountain climbers climb mountains. Right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And not to say that you you're you're not a podcaster. You are a podcaster, but on your resume, you're probably going to put down author, adventurer. Yeah, yeah, right. right? Public right. speaker. Public speaker. Uh, well, aspiring. Actually, to be. That, that puts you into podcast zone. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I, you know. uh I think just between some of the stuff that that obviously that I do, some of the adventures, but uh, just living on a boat and being surrounded by people who are sort of unique, <laughs> very unique. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could say that they're they're cut from a different cloth. They're doing a different. Uh, they're taking on a different uh, sort of way of life you know we're transients we're nomadic all that stuff but it's it is it lends itself to some pretty crazy stories i mean you know i i've run into people who just just were on their first like month of owning a boat and you know they're talking about running into bridges and hitting things and running (laughs) the ground and 
those are kind of the stories that are pretty entertaining. So, you know. Oh, yeah, because unfortunately, you know how to say all well enough that you don't have any of those stories. Well, that's true. Not not any recent ones. Here, hold on one, one second. We're going to check something. All right. I think we should be good there. You want to give me a little test there, bro? Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Test, test, test. All right, cool. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, I mean, with the with the podcast, yeah, when you get to there is a certain point, and and I I reached it and was like, okay, what exactly am I going to do here? Do I want to keep doing this thing, uh, or because I I wasn't I still don't really receive much feedback. Uh, I did receive That's some. Hard. Well, That's hard. I, until until I got back from this voyage, I got some really nice letters from a few people, and uh, one of them's even signed up on the Patreon, which is awesome. Um, so you know. Once you get that sort of feedback, that's cool. And I, I'm sort of begging people to give me any sort of things that they're curious about and topics that they want they want to hear. Because, like I said, I mean, I'm just shooting from the hip and just trying to find anybody. So, some of the best content creation actually comes from listeners, you know, from from what I've Oh, heard. suggestions. Yeah. Yes, yes. Successful podcasters. You want to move that mic just a little yeah, closer A little there, closer. Man. How about that? Beauty. And um, so I've always seen that the, the best podcasters who are able to create continual content, oh my God, the vast majority of it comes from the listeners and they sort of direct the podcast. Um, you know, I've, I've also seen podcasts have sort of taken like a hard line let's say <clears throat> let's say you take a uh a, a podcast like radio lab yeah. right which which essentially was ex- exactly the same beautiful content created magnificently with a wonderful audio oh, storm the production to, values right, production awesome. value through the roof but you know and they had a great run for like 10 years you know, if not more, I was listening to them straight from the very beginning. Yeah, and and lately, uh, they yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. Well, it it seems like it's very few and far between that they have one of those shows about some crazy. I think the last really good the one that I show. listened to was about Rithromycin. And yep. the discovery of that on Easter oh. Island and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Those yeah. are the stories I want to hear about. I don't really want to hear about the insurrection on January 6th uh, no. and going over into all that stuff. I don't know. I, it's not that it's not that, that stuff doesn't interest me at all. It's just that I'm not looking for that it's at, not entertainment. at Radio Lab. I want my mind to be blown yeah. by crazy information and just things that... I mean, even when you go on their site, when they talk about, you know if you've got an idea or a guest or something like that, they're looking for a story with a serious twist. that's totally unexpected. It even says it right yeah, there. Some sort you of know? like sciencey, you know, way that it affects a large amount of people that people can relate to. I mean, that's always the biggest thing, right? Yeah. You're, you're, oh yeah. You're always trying to get someone to relate. I mean, y- you and I both had to learn um, liberal arts in school Right, which they hardly even teach anymore, and it was always about when you're writing is, <clears throat> is how to extract the most emotion out of the reader, right? Right, right, and, yeah, and that right. that captures really good writers because they just they just get the 
they just get your goat. You're like, you know, you're like twisting in your seat. You, you know, you feel emotional. You're, you can identify with characters, stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's, that's a that's a heavy weight to lift. Yeah, you know, for anybody, right? Podcast, podcast, author, author anything, anybody, yeah. anybody, creator. Yeah, and so the best storytellers I've always found were the ones who actually. It wasn't more about the story. It was more about how you felt. Like, you know, yeah. it was like the dog, I bit, agree. the dog bit my leg. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, but did it send you into this nightmare? <laughs> are you uh, feeling your are leg? You, yeah, are you feeling your leg? Or are, are this, is this some <laughs> huge, you know, big, you know, idea inside of the, I'm, I'm hurt. Yes, but what about the nightmare of of my my humanity that followed three years later or you know whatever whatever yeah i'm exaggerating here but you you know what i'm oh yeah well there's been plenty of times where i'm reading a book and it it goes and goes and suddenly i realize that like my heart is racing because it's like a crazy scene or something like that oh my god and that's cool it's rare that is rare it's It's pretty cool it's very rare it is very very rare you know, which is which is unfortunate because this kind of you know that kind of content that that kind of that kind of liberal arts stuff should be like on tap, right? You would hope so. You know, I think comedians get away with it. I think uh, you know uh, proper storytellers, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, just read a Malcolm Gladwell book. Yeah, right. He he nails it. He nails it every time. I don't time. think I've ever read any of his stuff. You haven't read any of Malcolm Gladwell? I, you know, I, I mean, if you look around in the library, you're just going to see a lot of trashy uh, <laughs> uh, kind of novels. I do have a few. Uh, I've got One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I got uh, well, through most of that. I got a, okay. Well, but I'll tell you, dude, on the trip, uh, my my go-to, the, the most entertaining books I read, I had two of the Jack Reacher series. I have never, I've never gotten so involved in a book so just right off the bat it's like whoa and i couldn't i read them in in essentially one day each they're about like 600 pages but they were really short chapters but i don't know it that was that reading those books uh what was it about those books i don't know it's just the writing style but basically what what would happen is i uh i'm not sure uh lee child i think something like that I know they're famous. They're famous oh, books. Oh, dude, they're they're insane. And I, the thing with me with that those books that I found more than I think any other book, even sailing books, is that I forget I'm reading and I'm just seeing the pictures in my head. I'm watching the movie because I always place Tom Cruise in that. Are you a visual reader? Uh, I I it depends on the book. If it's a pretty rough topic and it's hard to get through, and there's a lot of all right. I think we should be good. Hopefully these technical difficulties don't continue. Test, test, test. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. I'm reading you now, but right. it keeps for whatever reason it just keeps fading out. But it must be the <sighs> salt water. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it could be. I mean I had these I had all this stuff uh with me. Because I, I recorded maybe I don't know, three, four hours worth of recording. I have one that I haven't listened to yet. And no, no. I saved it. I saved it under the title of Offshore Gold. So oh, no. I can only imagine what exactly I was I must have been in like a real good mood or something that night. Who knows? <laughs> How many hours? 
Uh, I that was uh, like an hour or something just for that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I usually like to string. I string them all sort of together. I've put together. I've only put out one, which was the first uh, sort of stuff leading up to and going through uh, the cyclone or the tropical storm. Yeah, yeah, that was your that was your last one. That right? was the last one. Yeah. yeah, and that one, you know, it was. I when I, I listen, I, I'll listen to these. Normally, like this podcast that you and I do, I'll have to edit a few things with the technical stuff out, but I won't listen to it. I'll just check it, you know, make sure, make sure the sound quality is good, yeah, and then yeah. I just put it out there because I, yeah, I'm not worried about breaths and little pauses here and there. I, it just doesn't matter to me. No, no, and plus, and plus, you got to move on to the next one. You know, the one that you and I have done. Yeah, I listen to that one all the time. I bet you yeah, do. I do. I do. No, I, I mean, yeah. It's, okay, it might sound a little egotistical, but I, you, you know, when I start listening. About four minutes to the end. Oh, really? Yeah, I just listened to the end, the last five minutes. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why you do that. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, 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 I think that we had talked long enough through that podcast. You know, because that was my first first podcast with you. Yeah. Right. That by the time we got done with it, there was this. There's this like this relaxation, right? There's this. Yeah, and that yeah, it's interesting to watch people. I I see them hit that point every time where they just go, "Oh, I'm just talking." They're like, to you. "Yeah, we're just we're just having yeah. a chat." Okay, yeah. oh, I got. Oh, yeah. I don't actually have to be ready for these questions. I I've seen grown men physically like sort of shaking, and I'm sort of like, God, and I'll turn it off. I'll be like, "Hey, listen, let's just chat here for a couple minutes," and then I'll yeah. sneakily just. Hit yeah. the record button. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Just to, and it's I understand it because I remember the first the first podcast that I did, uh, I was real nervous about. But that one was for, um, oh gosh, it was I was chatting with a guy who had a small speaking company. Um, so it was, it was kind of almost like an interview in a way of like, do I have enough to say here that this guy wants to take me on as a public speaker for his thing, you know, all that stuff. So I don't know. Nothing ever came out of it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just gotta, you're, you're right though. It, it, a lot of people, where, where's that first 30 minutes? Yeah. Is that even productive? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. And and I guess that's where the editing process probably can can make a podcast more interesting. But I don't know. I I kind of I don't know. I I figure the best thing well, to sometimes do is you just, want the, just go some, for it. Sometimes you want the nervousness. You know. Sometimes you want the. Uh, you never know what the person's going to say when they're all nerved up. Yeah. You know. They've got. To, they're going through some. You know. You know. Some. Self reflection or something, like subconscious self reflection. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, I'm on the spot now. I'm not talking to drum. I'm talking to drum with a microphone. Yeah, yeah. And then they're and then they're doing the calculus in their head of, oh my god, who the fuck is going to be? How many this? people are How listening? Many people are listening? And that's that's the hard part, right? To, or at least for most people, right? The hard part. Like, do I give a flying fuck who? Who hears the words out of my mouth? No. Yeah. And is that why I happen to have a lot of friends who are interested in the shit I have to say? I guess so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, it's like don't hold back. You know, yeah. it's, you know, life's too short to hold back. Right? Absolutely. You gotta be yourself. You gotta absolutely do your thing absolutely. and just 
Get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Those, those, those. You know, the 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 beaches were built by lapping waves, right? So you just got to just take it. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> the beaches were built by lapping waves. You know, so I'm gonna lap this next bush light down. There you go. Just like a there wave into my mouth. There you go. Mm. Oh, that's good. Have we already put our set and setting here? We're here in the here in the Mighty Sparrow. Oh, why don't you take us through it, Sven? Well, we're here in the Mighty Sparrow and do I pronounce this right? Buford? Buford, Buford yeah. Buford, Buford, Buford South, Carolina, South Carolina, Beaufort, North Carolina, I believe. Oh, you know. oh, oh my god. There's, yeah, they're spelled the same, but they're uh two very different places. You don't want to Two dudes from each of those bars meeting out in a parking lot. Oh, uh, it could get messy. Nah, it's a beautiful little town. Uh, you probably didn't get to see too much of it, but you must have driven right through downtown, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I drove over some of the uh, some of the elevated roads. You know, yeah, yeah. Qu- quite a lot of water here. Quite Tons, of, man, yeah. I, and just islands. I mean, you're on an island right here, and then there's. St. Helen Island, Morgan Island. Uh, Morgan Island is uh, where the they released a bunch of the monkeys. Oh, I heard about that. What yeah. About, yeah, what about the monkeys? What so did- there's a couple hundred of these monkeys on an island, like just a couple miles that way. Supposedly now, like someone how was- big? Uh, just, you know, like- uh, Like rip your face no, off? No, like lab monkeys. So, I don't know, 40 pounds? Something like that. I, I'm just. I bet it'd still rip your face. Totally off. guessing. Yeah, but you can go there. But supposedly there are still. It was supposed to be these were released monkeys from labs, um, and that's how they ended up on this Wait, island. How long ago? I don't know. You'd have to. I don't know enough about it to really even talk about it. But I did. The one thing I do want to say is I guess there's some controversy um, uh, right so? now about about <laughs> whether or not. Companies are still going to that island and grabbing, oh, monkeys, grabbing, grabbing for monkeys for more testing. There's like Pfizer's like out there with a float boat grabbing oh, monkeys. Something all the way up got to a like... whaler with some <laughs> crab traps on it, throwing monkeys in them. <laughs> Let's think, I, you know, that island's not that far away from the other islands. You would think these monkeys would escape. Yeah, because they can swim. It's a well, mammal. I don't even all know what they do swim. in the wintertime. I mean, it doesn't get that cold, but tomorrow night it's supposed to get down to the 30s. These monkeys must just have to huddle together. Maybe they have a little monkey house. Uh, I don't. I mean, do monkeys like pull leaves on top of each other to like make a leaf blanket? I mean, if you if it gets cold if it out gets there, gets cold. Yeah, I mean they've got hair yeah. all over them. I mean, in Florida, we got iguanas falling out of trees every time it dips below forty. Yeah, here we got yeah. monkeys. Falling out of trees. Building fires on the island, yeah. Maybe that's where they wouldn't learned that to build. Be, wouldn't that be insane? Those monkeys literally <laughs> learned how to make fire. Well, I've seen stuff. I've seen stuff where there was, like, new technology, like, with, like, a stick. Like, where they, like, where, like, a chimpanzee or something. Oh, don't they copycat? They copycat, right? They can watch and they sort of see. Oh, man, that stick's got a bunch of termites on it. That looks like a tasty meal. Yeah. How do I do that? And they're like, you know, you can see that little twitch in the eye, that little cock of the head going. Right, right. Oh. Oh. Well, dude, and, you know, that, that one, I think it was the podcast you had mentioned I needed to listen to with Lex Friedman where they were talking about the monkeys and violence and all that is inherent in just, you know, humans or, and they, they went through and they were talking about the, the chimps 
yeah, belief might... and how you know how violent they were. And... Oh no, I think that was um, uh, y- yes, it was chimps. It was chimps, uh, bonobos, and um, and orangutans. No, no, not orangutans. But what what are the ones that like or, are, like have the big canines? Um, oh, uh, they, they're almost like dog like. Hmm. Ah, Jesus! What? The, oh, I got it on the tip of my tongue. Not um, chimps. No, it's not. There's chimps and bonobos. Right. Those are almost identical, right? Yeah. When you look at the two, but they're totally different animals. Yeah. They, they have a total different social hierarchy. They're more maternal than patriarchal. Um, they're less violent. Um, they have a just a, a totally different way of living. And then there's the. Uh, uh, what is it? You so know you, you it, need you need you need a computer screen in front of you. I you do. Just, where's where's my Jamie? Well, there's your phone. Yeah. You can just but, diddle that thing yeah. right up. But anyways, they, they, you know, they, I mean, I guess the gist of it was with the chimpanzees. Yes, there was some inherent violence. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was just a lot of uh, chest thumping. Um, but at at they did also a lot of quiet violence, which was very interesting. Where, yeah, you'd get a group of them, they'd go to the border. Yes, and, and they'd, they'd grab they'd, one. And they'd grab one as long as yeah, nobody else was around. Yeah. But if they found there were other people, they'd yeah, back yeah, right if, down. Yeah, if you found that there were four, yeah. and they all start screaming at each other, then it just became a screaming match. Right, right, right. But it was always one, and I thought, and that doesn't happen with bonobos. Um, but it happens with the chimpanzees. I thought that was just absolutely fucking frightening. Yeah, right. Because that that is a calculated maneuver. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, isn't that, like you just stumbled. Yeah, it's, it's not like uh, you just stumbled upon my herd, my tribe. All right, and okay, so I'm 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 concerned. I don't think the males are concerned about the women or the children at all. I think they're just concerned about themselves. <laughs> and and I think it's just like, oh, this is my territory. This is my this is my loot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep your hands off my loot. Right. Where that that's just like, oh God. Well, oh, okay, now it's a squirmish. Right. But that when you sneakily go and grab one. that is calculated. Yeah, that is fucking cal- that is fucking weird. That is scary. <laughs> it is well, but dude, I I think uh, there are. I would I would I would say that some of those primates, I think whales, dolphins, killer whales. I bet they do the same. Uh, octopus. I think I'll, at least those creatures I have seen personally curiosity. Uh, obviously playfulness and community sort of action. I mean, I had a super pod of dolphins visit the boat on this last trip. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 250, 300 oh, dolphins. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, came out of nowhere. Really? And they came and hung out around the boat, just all flipping around, diddling, doing whatever. It's just, a, it's just like an acre of... Oh, they they upset the ocean around me. Wow. Churned it up. It was flat. I was sailing, but only doing like two knots. And they were just playing. And they were just playing and all this stuff. And it went on. They were there for like a half an hour. I'm just in awe. You know, after I videoed it, then I just got to sit there and watch. And then all of a sudden, every single one of them took off to the north. 
at full like gallop out of the water. It was the most insane sound I've ever heard in my life. Just a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. oh, of their bodies just you know, yeah, popping through. Three hundred dolphins all jumping at the same time and going as fast as possible to wait, wait, another wait, place. What do you? Why do you think they? I'm sure one of them probably detected. I found a tuna. Let's well, get them. They can detect the sound of a bait ball getting eaten. You know, yeah, from yeah. I don't know how long away, oh, but probably probably tens of miles. Yeah. Well, and the whole time, anytime I went down below on the boat, I mean, it was it was a squeak fest down here. They're all Are just they- chatting <laughs> and they're. It's super high pitched, and yeah. I don't know. You know, you you see that sort of communal living and that sort of agreement of all right guys i think i heard food let's go obviously these things are thinking they're not they're not just oh yeah like, they're not uh, just like yeah. chewing up the grass in the pasture no no if i'm they're different if, if you probably sat level. down face to face with a a manatee versus a dolphin You'd be like, uh, we know which one's going to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this one is not. You can, you're just you're yeah, going to right. a state school. Yeah. <laughs> if if we're lucky, if mom and dad are lucky, <laughs> this one's going to a state. Well, school. and also, I mean, there's the story of the whale ship Essex. You know that essentially those guys are out. They they hooked into a huge pot of sperm whales and they're out there harpooning them in their little boats. And then the one big old like eighty footer, the alpha male, yeah, ended up plunging in and and wrecking the oh, other yeah. boat. And from from the story, it, it sounds like basically this thing knew what it was doing. It was like, all right, I'm gonna just go break that one in half. I I believe that was sperm whales. I've seen some of their behavior from you know you watch the. the Attenborough stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. And there's there was this really. And they uh, put a camera on one when it did. Yeah, they did. They did, but the, but but the cameras, the, they explode. Well, they, they either they explode like, wow. or they go or it goes black because there's no light down there, right? Mm. But it was very interesting to see that that since they have to dive so deep, to like to get this big squid or whatever whatever the food source is. Yeah, you know, it's it's like what it was like 800 meters or some some insanity. Oh, it's huge. It's yeah. it's just like a jaw dropping amount of down there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 and uh, and it was f- funny because they have to the babies aren't equipped oh, yeah, they to go to down, and so that you they they can hear the clicks and they can hear the the conversation that's happening below them. Yeah, right, and and I, I, maybe that's like this this like complex communication system because you're always got to you you always got to depend as a species on the next generation. Or, yeah. or else it's game over, right? And so there must be this weird thing on that is not only them finding their food, uh, communicating as a community, but also maintaining the well-being of the next generation, which I think it, it, it's too complicated to not be thought out by either an evolutionary brain or something that's really sentient and understands... It's got to be. It has to be. There's no fucking way. Yeah. You know. Well, it is. I, it's it's got to be. It's got to be. It's, it's worked its way out. Mosquito. All right. All I right, think right, it's right. just a different level that we we just don't understand it. I mean, if we if we had yeah, we a way to decode their communication, their speech of any sort of different species, 
we'd probably be shocked to find out exactly what they're talking about and what they're able to communicate about. It's just we don't understand it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we just don't. We, I yeah. wonder if we'd be shocked because of the sincerity of it, or we'd be shocked because of the utilitarianism of it. I mean, are they just like? Yeah, big f- hamburger on the left. North. Food north. Now <laughs> Food north go. now go. Baby stay stay yeah. there. Or is it or is it like or is it more nuanced? Like I think I got something over here. I yeah. I, Anybody I, else hear that? Does anyone else hear that? George? Tom? George? Bill? Bill, you guys hear Oh, 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 we did okay. <laughs> everyone go quiet real quick. Let's go get that big ball of sh- yeah, whatever. Well, Squid. here's the question. If if any of those other species were given uh dominance of the planet do you think they would just overrun it and and sort of abuse like, it the, like way the, the way we have yeah absolutely not <laughs> you don't think so i don't think no i kind of i you know i because i know that nature works under that that all-consuming rule of checks and balances where so you're saying if, if a bunch of sperm whales were able to put on a Suit, tie, and jacket, and go work at Goldman Sachs. Would they do the exact same thing we would do? <laughs> well, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you if you took, uh, yeah, if you took if you took sperm whales uh-huh. and and it was essentially just a water world, yeah, yeah, and sperm whales were the absolute apex predator, and nothing was was getting them, so their population just exploded. You know, would they just eat up all of everything else, and and all the other things would sort of die off, or? Or would they? Would they not? Would they? Would they somehow know in their, their heads, like, okay, even though we don't have anybody killing us, we're not gonna so if, explode so, our population to the point where I don't know, who knows? Well, so, so so like like you know, if a bunch of sperm whales had like an ace up their sleeve, right? Right. So so yeah. human humans. It's kind of hard. Well, let's let's choose a land animal because at least the land animal. All right. Well, makes I mean, a little more sense. We're we're a land animal, right? Yeah. Right. And so, and so we we've got an we had an ace up our sleeve before, and that was just the ability to sweat and the ability to run. Yeah. And outrun prey. Right. Right. So we. I mean, people are like slow and steady. Yeah, we're gonna run and, that elk steady. down. We're gonna run that elk down until it's like literally collapsing. Yeah. And that's an easy kill. Right. Right. And then. We furthered up that ace up our sleeve with another ace up our sleeve, which is just tools, right? You know, and and yeah, it's, it's sort of that jump, man. That it's, jump, it's that jump, is... and and that jump co- co- coincides also with the ability to um, control fire and also cook meat. Yeah, right? and and so that's you know that's a that's a massive one. Cook meat, so it's less digestion, less energy that we have to put into that, and, and more energy we can feed our brain with. Absolutely, broken down the the broken down proteins yeah. through the heat heating process allows our stomachs, of course, to nourish more of it. Right. Yeah. And so and so then so now now we got like three aces up our sleeve. Right? Yeah. Right now, if you were to have like a kill, I think killer whales got an ace up in their sleeve. They right. are, I believe, they are like the apex predator in the in the ocean. I don't think they, anything fucks with them. I don't think anything could possibly fuck with them. No, I don't. No, think I so. think they're too smart. They're too fast. They're they're vicious enough, and they're they're, they're fucking they're they're like chimpanzees. They rip your fucking face off. Oh yeah, you yeah. yeah. It, it, well, they attack. They they. There's been a lot of reports lately of uh, boats. 
getting the rudders chewed on and and stuff like that. I saw a few videos. Oh, I believe it. Before I left, yeah. You know, they're territorial. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard some some crazy story. You know, a bunch of years ago about this diver. I think it was like a radio lab, and it was this diver in the Arctic, and he was he was diving with leopard seals, and leopard seals are fucking oh. massive. You remember? And you the, remember the leopard story? seal wasn't the leopard seal trying to give him food. It was trying to give him a penguin that yeah. he just killed. But these things have the like a mouth. Mm-hmm. Like like a half meter wide. Oh, they're huge. They're they're, ma- they're massive. They're vicious. Vicious. They're like they, the wolves of the sea. Yeah, they, that's yeah. They, that their name does not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, it's a leopard, leopard seal. seal. You're like no, it's not just because it's got spots. It was fucking kill you. Yeah, and uh, and it was like trying to give him a, a you know a penguin you know that it had just bit the head off of. You know, I was like, here, eat. yeah, and it kept trying to give it to him. Over yeah, and over but, again. but then I think the the leopard seal, as he was interacting with it, he was shitting himself, right? Oh, because God, the thing's yeah. like three times the size he uh-huh. is, or four times the size he is. So the guy's just like shitting himself the entire time, and the thing's sort of playing with him. And then all of a sudden, I think the leopard seal starts to lose interest, and that's when he becomes like really scared. Yeah. I, I believe I have the story right. I mean, you can listen to Radio Lab. I, I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating from what my memory of it is. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, it was I, an episode about talking to or, or, or communicating communicating with animals. With animals yeah. yeah, but I think I think that's when you start shitting yourself when the thing starts losing interest with you. Yeah, yeah, right. Then you'd be like, oh, all right, I, I might just become a food, food source because <laughs> I'm just a. <laughs> A weak human being. <laughs> yeah. In the yeah. natural setting, we are we are uh, especially pretty in the useless. ocean. We are we are at a massive massive disadvantage in the ocean. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't survive out there without this beautiful boat that we're sitting on. I, know. I mean, we, <laughs> we 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 make an amazing might of slaughtering the ocean. But the moment you go overboard, you're, oh you're, yeah, you're double you're, fucked. You're done. You're, yep. you're, you're triple fucked. Yeah, anyway. that's that's a hundred percent. The ocean will eat you, uh, given yeah. enough time. People always ask, you know, why I don't wear a life jacket. I'm like, because I don't want to get eaten by sharks. I'd rather drown. Yeah, yeah, seriously, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, you oh, sit in that, that you, water long enough. And you, you uh, I read that that bear attack book. Uh, bear attacks, their causes and avoidance by Stephen Herrero. Or no, yeah, I believe it's Stephen Herrera. It's Jesus. the end all be all of terrifying bear attacks. But that guy is literally he's he's the, the expert expert by far. Most of those attacks took place back in the seventies, the sixties and seventies when they were still doing garbage dumps uh, in Yellowstone and yeah. other places. But yeah, terrifying, huh? Those bears, man. I've seen a lot of bears, you know, on the Appalachian Trail. Luckily, they all tucked tail and ran, you know, as soon as they saw. And these are all just black bears. But I've also seen videos of black bears trying to, you know, get right in there. I don't know if I could stand up to one of those. I don't know if I would have the the wherewithal to be like, okay, I've got to yell and scream at this. And get as big as possible. Stand my ground, yeah. Well, I used to think that a a good avoidance thing would be to have – firecrackers you know like a one of those packets of like black cats where you could yep. light it up real th- and throw it but i don't know I, I think you wouldn't even have time to do that if one of those things was mad at you and started charging you 
There wouldn't be much you could do, man. I mean, outside of just having a gun on you. Yeah, but even then, are you, I know it's got to be ready. Enough. Is it big enough? Is it in your whole? Yeah, and are you going to be able if to? If you shoot act? it in the shoulder, it's not going to stop. You Heck no, you're going to make like it mad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. Those things when they get in the rage stage, they're just oh, they're just blind rage. Yeah, yeah. Just a big did you did you so, so did you watch the uh, Tiger King? No, I did not. Okay, <clears throat> don't you don't need to waste your time. Don't worry, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> okay, good. But but there is a scene. All right, so so this Tiger King guy, Joe um, Exotic, right? He's just this whacked out guy, and he's just got a bunch of really big cats, like a lot, like not just a couple. A does this lot. take place in your home state? Uh, some of it does, of course. Florida is always involved in Florida. In, Florida is always involved in something that's super fucked up. And uh, but he's in like Oklahoma or some shit like that. So he's got this wild cat, big cat sanctuary or whatever. And uh, it's it's more of a zoo. It's 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 it, it it looks like absolute torture for the animals. But anyways, <clears throat> there's this scene in in the the the, the show where a cat, like a full big ass fucking tiger, grabs his leg. And he's, you know, he's got boots on, like thick leather boots. He's got jeans, right? He's probably got some sort of, I don't know, he's got to have something on there underneath. But the the tiger starts, and the camera, these guys from like Netflix are like filming this shit. And it starts pulling on him. And then the tiger goes in with its mouth and gets around his boot. Uh And he's got a gun on him. And this thing's pulling him. And I'll tell you what, though, as crazy as this motherfucker is, and this guy's a fucking lunatic, <laughs> right? I mean, a- anyone who keeps like a hundred fucking tigers is a fucking lunatic. Well, yeah, different different strokes. So, diff- no, no, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. This guy's a fucking lunatic. And so, but anyways, he takes out his gun and fires a shot. Now. He's he's operating like there's no Netflix around. Yeah, you know he's you can see it. You can see it in his body language. Like this has been done to him before. Right, and he's like, "Get off! Get off! Get off!" And the tiger's like, "No, no, I'm not getting off of you." Tasty treat. Yeah, and so he fires one at the ground off mm-hmm. in the distance, and the tiger's like, "Yeah, I heard that before," and it still pulls on him, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" That guy is so calm and so composed that when he finally fires off that second shot really close to the the tiger's ear. Yeah. So it's like, ow, that's you know, it's really fucking loud. It's a it's a gun. Yeah. Right? The thing backs off. But he gets up and he dusts himself off and I'm like, I'm just and they, they don't they don't go into it in the in the show, but I'm like how many times has that happened, that motherfucker? <laughs> I've aged. Uh, I've aged yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like, but as crazy and as fucked up and as weird as that guy is, the amount of composure and sort of like fluidity they had from getting attacked by an animal yeah. that will absolutely kill you without thinking twice. You might as well be a lamb to that thing. Right, right. I was I was actually pretty impressed. Wow. I was like, I, it was. It, I'll, I'll show you the scene. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's bonkers. Well, you do you get used to all sorts of uh, what one person can see as as just the most crazy environment ever. Somebody else who's been dealing with it forever, you get so used to that. Where oh yeah, it's like the like, uh, yep. 
It's like the guys who uh, uh, remember I was show- I showed you the video of the guys who uh, put out the Kuwaiti oil fires. Oh my gosh, that was that was unbelievable. That that, that is just hell on earth. Like, you're you're already in the desert, and now you have like 500 foot flame next to you, yeah. belching out smoke, and you gotta go put it out to the point where like no one can put it out. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, oh, re- yeah. got to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, there's 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 two of them. There's the 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 one I showed you, which is uh, Werner Herzog's movie um, Lessons in Darkness, which is just a great narrative. It's, you know, it's his narrative of the Kuwaiti oil fires. Yeah, and just about the what, you know the damage that humans do on the planet and can do at the flick of a switch because it did not take long for Saddam to exit Kuwait. And set all those puppies ablaze, right? Yeah, it only oh, yeah. took a matter of days. And then there's another one that's an IMAX one. It's a little bit more cinematographic. It's got you know, it's shot with an IMAX camera, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. I enjoy the Warner, uh, Warner Herzog one, Lessons in Darkness, that or Lessons in Darkness. That's the one I showed you. But can you imagine that's your fucking Monday morning, bro? <sighs> Not not even for a split second, and I've I deal with some pretty weird Monday mornings in my life, and yeah. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine being over there and I, seeing that. Gee. I mean, you've been tackled by water, right? Yeah, you know, you've you've had your wits end with water. I can't imagine having my wits end with fire, <sighs> because this is this is like for those who don't know, for those who listen to podcasts. It's not a house fire. <laughs> no, this is a it's a flamethrower coming out of the ground times a thousand. Yeah, it's hell belching. Oh my god! And there's multiple of them around. Oh, yeah, there's hundreds of those, them. Those those scenes of that those fires. Oh man, that was gruesome. And that's your oh. Monday morning. And that's your Monday. Yeah, and I mean, you're over there for a while. Oh. Uh, can you imagine those guys' wives? I mean, I, I understand these guys are professionals, and and you know they're blue collar dudes. They've been probably working on rigs their entire lives. You know, they understand how oil works. They understand how fire works. You know, it's a dirty, 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 dirty job. You know, but they they're adventurous folks. They're able to get out there and they're able to do it. And I guarantee you, they are earning a shit ton of money. They have to be. Well, they should, yeah. I mean, you know, you're risking your life. Oh, it's it's most insanely dangerous job ever, and it's and it's it's not like, uh, and it's not. I bet those guys work with a certainty of precaution that it's it's honestly probably not that dangerous in their in their day to day operations and the way they move through but their job. There's gonna be sections, yes, that are like whoa, whoa, and then there's also. The constant and nonstop brutality, because I mean, you you saw it. I mean, I, I that'd asked. be the hardest part for me, honestly, the, is just to see the, the never-ending slog. Yeah, of just like, oh, and once no. you put out the fire, now you got to go to the next one. Yeah, oh yeah, and the whole time, I mean, it's not like you're just seeing this fire. You're seeing this fire with a fifteen thousand foot smoke trail coming off it of black <laughs> toxic smoke. Oh, you're definitely downwind of everything. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, man. So and, bad, and man. you're in the Kuwaiti desert. It's already 100 I degrees. Know, I know, and so right? standing next to that thing, it must be like 200 degrees. It's it, like getting into an oven. And and here's the thing. They get used to it. 
They do. They, they get do. used to it. They get used Just to like, it. Yep. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm in it. I guess you know. I, you could say that for anybody. I mean, even even somebody who lives in tent city, Seattle, and is shooting up heroin all the time. They get oh, used to it. Be, oh God, that'd be horrible to get used to that. I it would, but and I, it's something that I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine being in that situation, and uh, not not desperately seeking a way out of it. But again, I don't know. You know. No, you're right. You're right. People people get used to it. But you get used to it, and mm-hmm. you get used to the fact that yeah, your your belongings are in a tent on the sidewalk and getting harassed and harangued and all that sort. Of, I couldn't even imagine. Holy cow. People are pretty crazy. Like Mm -hmm. we we adapt to so many different environments. Yet we almost adapt too well. We do well, (laughs) dude. You know, I I I know that that people have often been compared to viruses as far as our interaction with this planet. Of how we're we're just exploding in number. It's we constantly devour resources and all that sort of stuff. But that's part of it is being able to adapt and we we're our own variants like you know you go from we are city dwellers now we've yeah. got tent the tent variant of human population yeah. in the united states oh man you know we just we you know we're able to extract the maximum out of our environment do you think we'll ever be able to get to a point where we Put aside the constant, you know, greed and materialism and start to focus more in on and value sort of community and, and our fellow human beings. No. You don't think it's possible? I don't, do think, I don't think it's possible. I don't, I don't, as long as somebody else has got more than the other. I think it's too embedded into the, the primate brain. You know, you've got two, two fruit. I got one. Now I now I don't I've got a beef with you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, why you get two? Why you get two? Huh? Yeah, why you get two? And it's like, well, because I climbed up that tree a little higher. Yeah. Or I went out on that limb a little farther. You know. Right. And I and I and and whether it was hard work that got the two, or maybe the maybe, maybe two you just, just got lucky. Maybe the two fell just fell out of the tree. sky. Yeah, and you were just happened to be there in the right place. Yep. I think no matter what, the result of having two versus somebody who has one, they'll never be able to shake it. You know, I, I, I that's not for everybody, right? But I'm, I'm thinking that there's something nagging in the primate brain, or what do they, what do they call it, the the rep, reptilian, reptilian brain. Yeah, the reptilian. It's like the super brain. basic one. That's the one, like fight or flight, flight, all that. I believe. Yeah, it's like you'd like, uh, like if you're being chased by a uh, uh, a tiger you take a poop in your pants in order to make you faster right? <laughs> you know uh, you know just to unload all yeah. last all your remaining weight right and, and you know and i think smoke screen brown yeah, screen yeah, brown, brown screen, screen. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think I, I think i think that some of that stuff is so hardwired in into humans i mean you can probably overcome it but you got to talk yourself off the ledge yeah and i think that that, i think a lot of people i think the majority of of human beings that 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 conversation to talk yourself self off the ledge i think that's rare i think it is too i think i i you know having one of the nicest things that i've had to experience in my life is is a lot of different small communities that i've been able to live 
you know, near and, and sort of be ingratiated into, uh, mostly down in the Caribbean and such, but watching... It's an amazing example. Well, I've never seen someone like you assimilate so well into a community the way you did. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I it wasn't me. It was just they... I, I don't know. Everything worked yeah, but out you great. Also, you also had a massive hurdle when you were doing that. And the, one of the massive hurdles is the color of your skin. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, down there, I absolutely in the minority. And, and I, I had to deal with some racism and stuff, like real not. It was great. We got a podcast of two white guys talking about racism. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> I never, I, I never had any violence done no, towards me. No. Uh, but, you know, little things where where I I was definitely meant to feel like a second class citizen, and and they succeeded in that. But no, I I guess my point in talking about that is it watching how the community interacted down there. You know, because you have these people, uh, and not all of them, but but I would say the vast majority don't concern themselves with things like houses and cars and all that sort of stuff of how big and how much. And just seeing how happy people were because of that, you know. Or, all right, Sven, go ahead, man. All right, so now, uh, so what I was going to walk back was my previous ob- observation about how everyone was sort of out for themselves. Yeah. Right? And and you had mentioned how the smaller the community that you had witnessed, um, much more communal. You know, yeah, everybody sort of. It, it just seemed like the most important thing down there was your relationships and your friendships and your families and bringing all them together, making sure everybody's taken care of. And it was less focused on how big is my house and what kind of car yeah, I'm driving. Yeah. So, what I wanted to walk back was so my statement of I've got two fruit, you've got one, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Right. Actually, there's, 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 in the smaller numbers, there's actually this, this phenomenon called Dunbar's number. And Dunbar's number reflects the amount of personal relationships the average single human can have, right? And it's, and it, that number is roughly around 150. And oh, so, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dunbar, Dunbar, I believe you, some sociologist or something. I'm probably murdering the shit out of this, but, but, um, so they see that in the way they deploy military. When companies get so big, after 150, they start breaking the company off into different sections to keep the teams relative oh, to each yeah, other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now that number, I agree with that. I agree with that. So if you live on a small island community, I caught tons of fish. You caught no fish. I'm going to give some fish to you because tomorrow I might not catch any. Yeah, yeah. I believe that to be true. But I think the moment you pierce that number, then all of a sudden you just lose any relativity of interpersonal relationships. They're gone. They're just washed away. Yeah. It's a tidal wave of people. Right, there's so many that, yeah, you just you don't know everybody. You don't have personal relationships with everybody, and then then you start to do you get into that. I don't even know if you get into the jealousy thing. I don't. I think the jealousy comes after you know you get one Jackmo who just feels the need to accumulate so much, 
And all of a sudden, then it's sort of like, well, I have one and you have 500,000 fruit. Like, and you're not even using no, all of yeah. those. Like, what? Yeah, no, that, that gets a little bit bonkers. Yeah. And I think the only reason why that's able to be tamped down by like the Bezos and the Musks are is because, because uh, and the Bill Gates is the fact that uh, most human brains can't. Yeah, calculate the idea of number. a billion or ten billion or a hundred billion, billion dollars. Like, so, so, oh, are we looking at stars in the sky? Or yeah, so yeah. No, if you had a real concept of that, people yeah. would probably be a There's little. There's a great upset. video online that shows like, like it's like a grain of rice was like, like ten grand, and so like the guy, this guy poured out amount of rice that yeah. was like the normal person, and then oh. amount of rice that's the rich person. And then the amount of rice is like Bezos, and and the, the scale of it is just it's staggering. Yeah, staggering. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely yeah. shocking. <laughs> so so I be, I believe in like like community settings like that. I I don't I think it just sort of gets lost, right? So you're actually not, you know, I'm I'm walking a shit ton back here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? well, that's fine, uh, man. I don't think you're actually like he's got two fruit, I've got one. Fuck that guy. No, I think it's more of a, like, I just need to get by, right? And I see other people with more, right? And, yeah. And, you know, which, which I think, um, I don't think people struggle with that. What I do is I think that they sit in their thoughts and they're like, that guy's always got two Yeah, fruit. why do I why, why always, always have to eat this one, one stupid orange? Yeah, that guy's got yeah. an orange and an apple. Yeah, exactly. And the, there's Apples a, look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, but if you were in a community of 150 less, you wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Because you're like, that apple's everybody's apple. Right, right. right? No, it's true. You know, um, um, Singer, this uh, philosopher, he's this Australian guy, he, he, he put this really you know, sort of thought um, project out there. And it was, it was, uh, it was, if, if I told you tomorrow that there is um, a million Chinese kids somewhere, somewhere other than you live, mm -hmm. going to um, lose their life in like a uh, landslide, okay, you wouldn't lose sleep. Right. If I told you tomorrow that we were going to cut the tip of your pinky finger off, yeah, you, I wouldn't be sleeping. You wouldn't be sleeping. No, now, that's true. if you, if I were to come to you and say, in order to save that million kids' life in China that you don't know, you don't know them, mm -hmm. but we're going to have to cut the tip of your pinky finger. Cut away, man. Cut. Good for you. Good for you. But you're still guaranteed a sleepless night. True. Yeah. But if it doesn't affect you. Maybe, maybe not, though. Maybe you'd be like, wow, tomorrow I'm going to save a million people. Jerome, then you would be sainthood material. <laughs> I mean. Well, I, and that's what I say, but you never know when it comes down to it. I guarantee you're going to bed going. Oh man, that's gonna, really? That's I'm like, what, what time is this? Like eight or nine? <laughs> Are we doing this at nine o'clock? Because you, you're, you're right an though. Interesting thought you're, experiment. You're right though, Drum. You would do it. Yeah, I think you anybody would do would. it. But Jesus Christ, you'd at at eight fifty five, right before their t 
teeing up the scalpel. Yeah, you'd be thinking. You'd be like, <sighs> you know. <laughs> well, but you know that. Yeah, that's you one would of those do things. it. You it, would do it. It's a million kids. You'd do it. It's true. It's true. Oh yeah, heck yeah. I bet you though. I can find. I can fill a room within thirty minutes of people who wouldn't. Who wouldn't do it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, but that, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's it's hard because in this world there are places that are nice and comfortable and have plenty of everything, and there's places that are just hell on earth. I mean, you know, uh, Liberia, Somalia, Sudan—you you pre- name it—pretty rough places. Most yeah. of Africa is in pretty rough shape, and everybody knows it. And we don't really do a whole lot about it. No, we don't help them at all. No, well, I mean, mm. there are you know there are charities and there are things where people donate money to and stuff, mm. and so that's a little bit of help for sure. But you know, it's not like everybody's standing up and saying, you know, stop this. This no, has to. You're, this you're, has to stop right now. Your your average American is really just so focused on making a mortgage payment, or well, making yeah. a car payment. You know that I don't think those people have a a lot of time beyond their job. No, oh, when you're when you're sitting on a pile of debt or something like that, and you've got some serious issues, and and you're you're living check to check, I can't imagine and you're working. Yeah, it's it's not it's not easy. It's you know when when you're when you're looking at the bank account because I've done that plenty of times where I've looked at my bank account and I can't take I I've gotten my bank account under twenty dollars multiple times. <laughs> yeah, right well, when you you know I. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it it's not it's not good, uh, and you know it means a lot of shopping at at the dollar store or something like that every once in a while. But it's it's yeah, I that it's hard to consider everybody else when you are thinking of that. Could Uh, you imagine if that was every fucking day? Oh yeah, no, I mean you know, you know, I think I think. you know they're always talking. You know they're always talking about how the life expectancy is has always been climbing. It's always been going up. Yeah. Until recently, where it's actually taken a, a, a little bit of a, a dip. A bit of a dip. Yeah. And here in the United States, one of the most well developed, but most unhealthy, and also probably not the most happiest community yeah, probably, too. Yep. And and you're just like, if you know. You and I sort of live a minimalist lifestyle where it sort of works around, you know, we're not rich, you know, we're, we're not destitute, but we keep it in our lane. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah I can a, fit everything on a 32-foot boat that I own. It's an engineered lifestyle, you know, just like you're doing with your boat. I'm just doing it on land. But it is engineered. It has been engineered for the last, you know, 30 years of my life. I've engineered it. Yeah. Less and is more. Less is more. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Less but I've headache. Been, I've also been prepared for that, and I've planned for it, and I've done everything I can in order to keep that keep that car in that lane, that boat in that canal, right? And, and not be, yeah, not, not fall victim to the, the constant flow of, like, you, you know what you need. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't give a... F- it's as long as I can make. As long as I can dial nine one one. Well, but it's hard. It, it honestly, hard. it's hard. One one of the traps that I fell into before I left on this last trip for like the most of twenty twenty was just getting 
letting myself become inundated by all of just the constant screen stuff. And I mean, you can't go more than just a few minutes looking at any videos or any sort of social media without being sold something advertise something constantly yeah but you also know it's coming like you need you know you oh man the most healthy thing in the world you need this oh i dude i can't wait to get my bidet (laughs) (laughs) i want to come yeah yeah i want a clean Uh, asshole you know you know i just (laughs) yeah you know at least that's what YouTube's telling me fighting <laughs> fighting through that stuff's pretty tricky, man. I yeah. I've I've cut myself completely off at this point, but I don't we, know I, I don't know how long that's going to last. I, I so, so here, here's here's something in relation. Okay, so I love a gritty gritty movie, right? Some like oh, film yeah. noir, you know, the I Lighthouse. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> great film, yeah, uh, great film. Oh, what's it? What's it? Another one, Blue Ruin. That's a great one. Uh, 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 I, uh, I could go on. I could go on. Oh, Shallow Grave. It's a good one. And so Ina, she's a little bit of lightweight for the darker films. Yeah, and, I and, can yeah, see that. Yeah, she's a little screecher. <laughs> you know, and uh, and so we're watching. Uh, I can't. Oh my God! What movie were we watching the other night? And uh, and uh, she's screaming through half the film because there's like something gory constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she goes, Sven, Sven, I can't. And I go, Babe, I didn't make the movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is entertaining as hell, you know. But but that's to what you said. I'm like, Ina. This is fake. Yeah, we're not watching a snuff film. Right. You know, it's, it's like, not real. It's not real it's for entertainment it's, purposes. It's, it's entertainment purposes only. And so, and so, when 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 you when you when you do talk, you know, quite negatively about the screen stuff, which I totally understand. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm one of those. I just see right through that fucking. Shit. All right, Sven. Well, listen, we've we've uh, come to the end of the road here, but. Uh, that was great. It's just great to just sit and talk and just let the let the whole thing fly. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, it, no, it's, it gives it gives a good vibe. It also gives character to your 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 podcast. You know? Well, yeah, you know that's one of those things where I'm never sure. I don't I don't want to get into lots of crazy opinion stuff and all that. But at the same time, I do know that you know as the podcast. As the podcast grows, people are going to want to get to know me more and more, um, and they will because obviously my opinions will sort of come out there and everything. But uh, I don't know. It, it's yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of cool just to shoot the shit and uh, and and let it fly and hit some weird topics. And I mean, we just float all over from podcasts, and I think we got to uh, <laughs> we got all over the place. But it was really good, man. I think so too. You know, and you know, I, I'm always willing to. Like I said, I always spit game in anything, dude. I I love it. I and I think these podcasts are are pretty interesting because they are. You know, you're a very entertaining person to listen to. You you definitely have a lot of insane opinions, and you always and for, have. And for for your audience sake, yes, I have probably massacred a lot of that information. <laughs> yeah, we're not but experts. It, listen, listen, listen. It's not in the bullseye but at least to hit the target. All right. That's the best way to end it right there. Sven, thank you very much. Thank you. Always a pleasure.